Yeah, this is one of those moves. We've seen a couple teams make moves like this in the last couple years, I feel like, where it's just like, I mean, good for you. Yeah. I don't know why, but go for it. I, yeah. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take. This is episode 222. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Hey, 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 hey. What are we, hey. Uh, what are we setting the over-under at for moves made during this recording? One and a half. You think two moves will get done? I'll, I won't go two. I'm going to say one. Taking so, the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. It's going to happen, though. I mean, does it matter like what degree of deals get done? Because, I mean, it could be a big... We could be talking like Chris Bryant type deal, or we could be talking like Blockbuster like the Yankees made earlier today. Cause, I mean, Huge. That Huge. Was, oh, my, that my, was, my phone overheated. Because that deal was so big, and I was just trying to read all the tweets about it. I mean, look, the Yankees needed to make a move, and they went out and made a move. They got their guy, which their, matters. Their guy. They they found him and got to him before anyone else could. I mean, that's what the Yankees do, man. That's it's impressive, honestly. I don't know how they do it over and over again. They always find a way. They see big names, they go out and get them. Yeah. Without fear that anybody else is going to come scoop them up because it's the right. Yankees, after all. They know. Right. I already forgot the guy's name, actually. The Blockbuster move. Yeah. I mean, I guess by default, I'll just have to take the over. So uh, I'll be curious okay. to see what, what two-plus two moves get done while we uh, record this. But before we get talking current events, we got to talk Domingo Herman, Patrick Sandoval, almost coming through with no-nos, one of which was a little bit more depressing than the other. We got to talk Eloy back with the White Sox, uh, Adam Frazier, getting shipped out to San Diego. And uh, we got to recap the Cleveland Guardians news because I think the news broke the morning after. Yeah. The morning that we dropped the episode, Day as, as expected. Love when that happens. Uh, before we get to that, though, baseball history. Welcome to a new week, folks. This is baseball history for the week of July 26th. And again, this is courtesy of nationalpastime.com. I'll lead us off here, Nate. July 27th, 1930. Ken Ash throwing just one pitch in relief of Larry Benton is credited with a full inning of work when he induces Charlie Grimm to hit into a triple play in the Reds' 6-5 victory over the Cubs at Redland Field. The 28-year-old West Virginian right-hander, removed in the bottom of the frame for a pinch hitter, will also be awarded the win as nice. a result of Cincinnati taking the lead for good in that final or in that frame. Had a boy. One pitch. Gets, gets an inning to work and the win. All takes. Just a day at the old ball yard. July 27th, 1988. Tommy John becomes the first pitcher to commit three errors on one play when he first bobbles Jeffrey Leonard's grounder and then to recover second, throws the ball down the right field line that Dave Winfield retrieves and fires home where the Yankee left-hander cuts it off and third, relays the throw wildly to the plate, allowing two runs to score. Tommy, buddy, I don't think you should be uh, should be cut off man at any point. So not sure what the move is there, but uh, tough. How many how many youngsters do you think are listening to this? They're like, wait, Tommy John is a person? That was a real guy? Yeah. He's like in the sandlot. You mean that's a real guy? 
I mean, it took me a, I, I, I won't point too many fingers. I, it took me a minute back in the day to put two and two together. I thought it was maybe like a doctor that they yeah. maybe named it I'd after. I was, I was probably like 16 or 17. I think I found out in high school. Yeah. That was about that time. Yeah. No, very much a real human baseball player that yeah. apparently had a rough, rough go of it on July 27th, 1988. Uh, lastly here, Nate, July 28th, 1962, after mysteriously disappearing to use the restroom with Gene Conley when the Red Sox bus got stuck in New York traffic two days ago, infielder Pumpsy Green shows up in the team's hotel in Washington, D.C., having missed a doubleheader loss to the Senators. The prodigal infielder is fined $500 for his disappearance, while his teammate, who will return on June 30th, remains AWOL. That has to be July 30th because I don't think he went missing for almost a full year. <laughs> what was his name? Pumpsy? Pumpsy Green. Come on, Pumpsy. The old trapped in a bathroom for 11 months. No. <laughs> no. Let's let's run that back. That's not what happened. His teammate. Sounded like that's what happened. No. His teammate was the one who returned two days later. He was trapped in a bathroom for two days? He. It just says he remains AWOL. So he... Clearly, he was just out and about. I think he was in the bathroom for a couple. Time. I don't know if he's in the bathroom for for that long. My question though is, where, how, are, in what situation are you using the bathroom if the bus gets stuck in traffic? Do you just hop out and go to a like a nearby storefront? I don't. Surely that has to be the answer, right? I want to know if mom or dad landed on Pumpsy and said, "This is the one we're going with." Which one's responsible? That's your question in, in all this? Not the guy that gets left one. behind in a completely Pumpsy? different city when he goes to the bathroom? Pumpsy? I don't know. When we're presented with a, with a, fact, a, a, a new fact or a new story, it's mm-hmm. always funny to hear the things that I am curious about as opposed to the things that you're curious about. Yeah. Pumpsy. Well, the long ones. We get, we get stuck with the long ones, and then, I mean, one of us is bound to stop listening at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> On that note, go ahead and read read yours off. Let's see where I get lost in the, in the yeah, news. I'm going to try to sum this bad boy up because it's nonsense. July 29th. The year is 2000. The Brewers hold Bob Wickman All-Star Poster Night a day after the team trades their reliable reliever. Come on now. Then it just lists out like 17 different players that were listed in it. The Brew Crew gives away 30,000 pictures of their former closer. Who played for the team for the past five years? I respect the move. If he if he was a lovable guy, if he was a fan favorite, if the, if the fans liked him, like why not? If I'm one of the thirty thousand, uh, I'm, I'm passing it back. I um, mean, I, if you're the team, though, I get it. Like marketing material is marketing material. You can't ship it back. Like I when I went up to Boston just a couple weeks ago, we went up to Boston. I got the we got the souvenir cups. They were from 2020. Yeah. So they still got 2020 cups in stock that they have not used and they're continuing to use. I mean, they are free. It's not like people bought these, but I'm probably just yeah, all the more reason just gonna give it to somebody else. Anyway, speaking of Red Sox, to give you a little love here, 2003, Bill Mueller becomes the first switch hitter. It's Bill Miller. Is it Miller? Yep. Hmm. Well, it's Bill right. Miller becomes the first switch hitter batting both left-handed and right-handed. To blast two grand slams in the same game. Not known for his power, the Red Sox third baseman batting eighth in the Boston lineup. Also goes deep in the third inning, collecting nine RBIs in a 14-7 victory over the Rangers. Is it really Miller? I think someone dropped the ball there. 
Yeah, Billy Miller won a batting title. And lastly here, 2009, the Royals play an entire game without registering a single defensive assist for the first time in franchise history in their 7-3 loss. 24 strikeouts. Oh, I'm sorry. Weird. 24 outs. Nine of them are strikeouts. 13 flyouts and two unassisted groundouts. That's wild. That is wild. That's tough. Was that your last one? That's my last one. I'm done. Baseball history. Speaking of, well, no, the only reason I asked is because you said that's wild. And what else is wild is the fact that Andrew McCutcheon just sent the Nationals home with a three-run bomb. And wow. all but crushing my my hopes and dreams of the Nationals being, if it, I mean, if it wasn't official after they got swept by the Orioles uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this pretty much uh, puts a nail in the coffin. Yeah, tough. Bold predictions. A little too bold for us. No, I was in I w- agreement with you. Okay, I was gonna say I, I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus. I didn't think you were you, you were with me on that one, but I, I don't I don't know if I was I was fully in, but I I bought what you were what you were selling. I was on and board. I, I respect the honesty. Sorry, I just had to put a tweet out for uh, for Kutch. Um, let's talk uh, these almost no hitters. Oh joy! Oh joy! Let's talk Patrick Sandoval, not not Pablo Sandoval, as I had originally. Made a note for her. Yeah. Patrick yes. Sandoval. That was funny. Because when you sent me the notes, like what we were going to cover, I was golfing. And... Probably saw it, didn't think anything of it. And I saw it and I was like, I thought it was just a joke. Like maybe he hopped in and like a mop, mop, mop up role, like had a perfect inning kind of thing. I don't know what the deal was there. I was hoping for it. Sorry, nope. Patrick. Total, uh, total mistake on my part. I mean, give me... Give me some slack, though. I mean, Patrick, Pablo, Sandoval, it's basically the same thing. Anyway, Patrick goes out there Saturday. No hits the Twins through eight and a third, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. It's the Twins. Twins suck. Twins yeah. are trash. Hot mm-hmm. trash. Yep. They should be in AAA with the Yankees. Yep. Um, Only reason I really wanted to mention this is because Patrick Sandoval is kind of on my fantasy team, and he put up a 40 spot. Oh. Um, my. No, no. That's not the only reason I want to mention it, but it was just a theme of the last couple of days because Domingo Herman also did a similar thing, and I figured you want to talk about that as well. Yep, I was golfing for that one. I had no desire in watching that game. I will give you. I I I know you said you were hoping that something a trade would have happened in the hours leading up to our recording because you mm-hmm. wanted to drop the Domingo topic from the list of things we were going to cover. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. said. To you, I said that I wanted to have an unofficial, what did I say? An unofficial, like, going away, but no, that's not what I said. What did I say? I wanted an unofficial signing off on the Yankees for 2021 for both of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you this time to say your goodbyes to the New York Yankees for this season and allow you the opportunity to share anything you'd like in regards to looking ahead to 2022. Yeah. So this dude, is your time. RIP to the current Yankees, everything. Um, I, from the bottom of my heart, hated you all year. And even when I stuck up for you and loved you, you just slapped me in the face the next day and sometimes the next week straight. And overall, uh, Boone, I hope you never manage another game in Major League Baseball. Cashman, thanks for the memories, but uh, that was like 20 freaking years ago. And uh, 
Steinbrenner, I'm going to need you to, to start stepping up and acting like your dad. That's, that's all I got. That's the eulogy. Domingo Herman comes out on Sunday, has a no-hitter through seven. That was another reason I wanted to mention the, the Patrick Sandoval thing because, as we all know, everybody listening knows that I have the worst luck when it comes to making these graphics ahead of time. So when it happens, mm-hmm. I can just drop it because I'm either... Mm-hmm. These I swear these things always happen when I'm like taking a nap or the family's visiting or I'm on the toilet or <laughs> we're eating dinner and For I've all decided eight innings. I've, 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 you say man, some are some are some are more rough than others uh, or, or, or the I'm out on a date with the wife and I got to keep the phone down for a couple hours and then I wake I flip it over and see that you've texted me six seven eight times yeah. So I had the graphic ready and I got it. I mean, it was, it looked the same as the other ones I've made this season. Cause there's been like 30, no hitters, Correct. but it looks sharp, man. Patrick was looking sharp in the graphic and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then goes out and blows it. Yeah. Domingo Herman. I was doing everything I could to make sure it didn't happen. So I had this thing ready in like the, in the second fifth or <laughs> yeah, like third or fourth, honestly. So have the graphic ready. He comes out. Seven no hit innings versus Sox, and I'm like, all right, you know what? This has been a this has been an up and down series. Like the game Saturday was just mm-hmm. a heartbreaker. So, wasn't I, I was genuinely genuinely pissed off after that game. Yeah, it was just one of those games you have to have. So I come out Sunday, and I'm like, you know what? This just isn't our weekend. Seven innings, and then he gives up a base hit. The Verdugo double, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the wheels fell off. Yeah, as as expected. Yeah, I didn't think it would happen um, that quickly. I will say, but yeah, they fell and this off. is this is where my animosity towards Boone is is here and it's here to stay because this was just a perfect example of of mismanagement. Um, I, I think pitch count was pretty high, so obviously once that hit was given up, they're going straight to the pen. Johnny Loizaga comes in, has been shaky for the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on with him. Um. I believe gets in a rough situation and it's eventually, I believe five, three, the man on first and second and Boone leaves him in. Then it gets to second and third and he goes, he goes Zach Britton in the eighth. Zach Britton doesn't get strikeouts. Zach Britton doesn't get infield pop-ups. Zach Britton gets ground outs. That's what he's done forever, his entire career. And he's been good at it. And sure enough, here's a free run because here's a ground ball that's coming. Run scores, another run scores, tie ball game. And at that point, I was I was like, it's there's nothing to watch here. There's nothing to nothing to do here. You don't know your you don't know your personnel. You've never been able to really understand your bullpen. And I'm just uh, it's it's done. I'm done. I'm just done. Like the the roster. I mean, it's it's a nightmare. And you you think maybe he could go Chapman there, but Chapman fills his pants with brown stuff anytime someone's on base. He can't come in in the middle of an inning. It's just not his thing. So it's it's a combination of Boone not knowing what the hell to do and guys underperforming. And I'm I'm ready to clean house. I mean, it's just not fun anymore. I've I've said it before. It's just not fun. The game ends. Meredith looks over at me. She goes, "Did you? We're driving back." Because uh, we were out running some errands, but I had it up on my phone the whole time and caught the end of it. And she looked over at me. And she goes, "Did you did you text Nate?" Like kind of knowing that like you're yeah, like anticipating. We, yeah. And I said, 
no, I, I haven't. And I said, yeah. uh, Nate, Nate already knows. He knows better. He knows this team sucks. He knows this isn't any yeah. fun. And it's not fun for me either. Yeah. And it, it's like the, the issue is here. And this will be my last thing, and then we can absolutely move on, and I won't have to talk about him anymore. Well, until they go out and make more moves for some the, ungodly this is, reason. That's the issue. That's the issue, is that I think all of the fan base is A-OK with selling, holding your pieces, and shaking things up in the offseason. What is the point of trying to get Trevor's story? What does that do? You're not going to get him long-term. All you're doing is destroying Glaber's confidence, which I think everyone knows. Yeah, he probably shouldn't be a sec- uh, shortstop anymore. But don't do that mid-year for someone who's not going to be there long-term. And now we're giving up pretty decent prospects for nobodies. So the problem that the Yankees do is that they think, at this point, you're, you're going all in on the second wildcard spot. That's your only hope. All in on the second wildcard spot. The A's, I think, have pretty much locked down that first wildcard spot. No shot at catching the Rays or the Red Sox at the top of the division. The division is gone. That's a lost cause. So what is it really worth it to try and sneak into the second divi- or the second wildcard spot? I think you you may have misspoke. I think you meant Tampa has. Because as of right now, Tampa's got the first wildcard spot. Oh, the A's have the second one unlocked. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? So you're you're trying to beat you're chasing, out you're chasing A's Oakland at yep. this point. Yeah. My fault. You're chasing the A's. Mariners are, are a problem. Uh, it's just I'm sorry. Where did the, the speaking of which, where did the Mariners come from, man? The fact that it's No, they started off hot and they've like just sneakily, quietly stuck around. It's the end of July and I'm hearing Mariners and buyers in the same sentence. I uh, I like that though. I do like love when Mariners it. are good. It's good for baseball. So We've like, been saying that. And that we city, just, I just like that city. It's in sports in general. Like I don't know why they just they're exciting. But yeah. I, I, overall, I like to wrap it up. I just it, it doesn't make sense. And it's go all in or don't. I mean, I as a fan base, I I think I speak for majority of them and just say punt, sell a couple pieces, get something back for them without destroying the lineup and just understand that Boone and Cashman are done. 2021 Yankees. We hardly knew you. Thanks for making our game so painless and easy to watch knowing the outcome. Uh, Just really disappointment from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And that has been kind of the theme over the last decade plus. Sure. You got a couple, you got a couple successful seasons in there, a little bit, a few deep runs in there, but overall, not what Yankee fans want. They don't care about deep runs. Big key decisions that like chose the wrong route. Did you ever read those uh, choose your own adventure books as a kid? Yep. Where like you, you choose this, you flip all the way to page 82 or whatever. That That's how I feel about the Yankees over the last like four or five years of key decisions that completely changed the entire landscape of what could have been. And you only know, I get it, hindsight's twenty twenty. but Cashman made rough decisions, and that's why we're here. With that said, let's talk about an actually a, a team that actually has talent in the American League, the White Sox. And speaking of talent, they just added some that they've been without for a decent amount of time. Eloy Jimenez, officially activated from he the 60 risen. IL. He has risen indeed. 
Did you see the? You I don't know if he did. It was kind of there and gone. But the White Sox. I don't know if they were trying to like run with the whole like R.I.P. dead joke or whatever. But they they posted something really strange earlier today. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, self-deprecating humor is only funny in certain circumstances. This was just weird. It's corny. Yeah. They uh oh here it is. They posted a video that started off with a picture of the jersey that they all signed and the caption was, Did you hear something? Could have sworn we just heard Eloy. Like, if you're the White Sox social media team, you need to stay away from any and all mm-hmm. pictures and content related to that yeah. signed jersey. Cause that was just that was a total L. Odd. Total L. Completely missed the mark there. I don't know what they were going for. Anyway, he's back. Uh, for those who may not remember, he suffered, want to make sure I get this right, suffered a ruptured left pectoral tendon, and that was around the end of spring training, so he's been he's been away from the diamond for a minute. You know what's weird? Uh, sorry, uh, just a kind of side note. I didn't really see the play of how it happened until, like, just now. Like today. It, it makes sense. Like you look at it and it's like you don't yeah. see anything right away, but just the way he, he moves and stretches, it just But what sucks is that like there was no reason for it. Ball's like twenty feet out. He never needed to do that. Like it was like, let me just make it look like there's an effort happening here. Then he was down for forever. Anyway, go ahead. No, that was about it. I was just gonna say he's back. You got Luis Robert who's on his way back. He's rehabbing as we speak. Uh, and then you got uh, Yasmani com- coming back at some point. I don't, I'm not sure. He's going to be a little later down the road, but all signs are pointing to a rebound with him. So the White Sox, who are still atop the American League Central and will be for presumably the remainder of the season, are only going to get better. Yeah, and that that's what we talked about when this first happened and when other stuff started to happen is that because of – that division granted at the time we thought the twins were going to be a problem <laughs> clearly not a problem when did we think the twins were going to be a problem i mean we thought that they were at least going to be in the conversation of playing decent baseball never has been the case um all we said is just tread water tread water get through those moments of you know guys going down and it's and it's gonna be okay and this is exactly what they've done hey can i walk this back i i owe you an apology I owe you an apology. Just uh, looked up our preseason picks. It was actually me that had them in the conversation. You, my friend, didn't even have them in the postseason. I know. I know I left them out of the postseason. I just knew that they were going to be a pain, a pest in the side, at least, during the regular season. That I was wrong about. Anyway, I mean, they treaded water. Did what they had to do. They lost a lot lot of dudes to injury. A lot of guys went down. So... It's a combination of, you know, well-managed baseball. And yes, Tony La Russa well-managed through this shaky, rocky yep. scenario. And uh, a little bit of a soft division. It's not unfair to say that, right? No. Although I will say, and sorry, as I was putting up the picture, you may have mentioned it and I missed it, but if we haven't mentioned the Indians yet, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the Guardians. The, who? the Guardians. If we haven't mentioned the Indians yet, they've been, I think they surprised a lot of people. I do I do agree on that. It is it is very safe to say that the majority, if not all of the baseball world, had the Twins and White Sox atop the division. 
And granted that like we like we've already talked about, the Twins have just been hot trash this year. Yeah. With that said though, the Indians there for a, for a while had were were playing pretty respectable ball. Yeah. And I mean right now they're still sitting about at the time that we're recording this at 11:08 on Monday night, they're a game above 500. So don't think many people had them even at that at that point. Yeah. Good for the Guardians. Oh, we'll get into that. Um, anything else on the White Sox? We got to talk Adam Frazier. Frazier. Uh, I don't think the White Sox are, are um, I think they're going to make one little key addition. I don't think they're just solely relying on comeback of a couple guys. Sure. But if you're the White Sox, you got to look at your situation right now and be like, you, I mean, you got to look around the clubhouse and be like, we like the guys we got here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. For the most I think, part, I think if there's a right price somewhere out there, I could see him. I could see him doing a little something, nothing crazy, just a little something, something. Yeah, I mean, you can always. It doesn't matter who you are, you can always get better. But I'm just saying, like, if you're the white side, granted. With that said, you have to look at the other, the other half of the league and kind of look ahead. You don't want to get too far down the road, but you got to look ahead and see who are we, who would we be lining up against in the in the World Series? Should we mm-hmm. get there? Mm-hmm. And do we have enough pieces where we're at right now to take on whoever it is in a seven-game series? And if the answer to that is yes, then maybe the moves they make in the coming the next four or five days will be relatively minor. Like I don't know, maybe a little, a little more minor than people would. Yeah, at least White Sox fans would like to hope for. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's be crazy. Well, some, some. We'll see. How many? Speaking of which, we got what? It's the thirtieth this year. It's Friday, the deadline. Friday. So we got, by the time this drops, we'll have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so we got four days. So moves better be happening because it's been pretty uh, pretty dull. Pretty dull. Uh, Adam Frazier, on that the contrary. Not dull. That was not dull. That was pretty pretty big addition for the for the pods. Um, Yeah, this was, I didn't even consider the Padres to be in the running for him. Yeah, this is one of those moves. We've seen a couple teams make moves like this in the last couple years, I feel like, where it's just like, I mean, good for you. Yeah. I don't know why, but go for it. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the price was a little too high for Gallo. And then at that point, I think they kind of do the math. And I, I don't know. I don't think they're done. I think there's something else that's going to happen. But I think if Gallo's out of the question, they maybe just looked and said, well, who who are we going to decide to continue with? Will Myers or Eric Hosmer? You move Hosmer, you can get Cronenworth at first. You know, I, I just don't see it as like, a, I think it's a great addition. Adam Frazier is a stud. He's going to do well wherever he plays. He's going to hit. I just didn't see it as like a problem, you know? And if if anything... And there, this has to be considered. If anything, you have to really look at your team chemistry at this point in the year. And I understand that Hosmer hasn't been fantastic, but what does that do to the chemistry? You know what I mean? Is to that it, point, does it push to the? Does it push it the needle to one side of? Oh, we mean business. Let's run it. Or does it push it to one side of? Wow, if I have three quarters of a bad year, I'm gone. You know what I mean? What does that do to the culture? Just curious about that. Because I love Hosmer. As a person, stud. 
ball player, yeah. I mean, he's he's down in numbers a little bit, but like that guy's definitely a clubhouse leader. You can't tell me he's not. He's a Gold Glove defender. It's just a little it's a little interesting. That's all. And to, I mean, to that point though, what kind of what kind of luxury do the Padres have right. that their only real issue right now is having to look at their team chemistry? Like yeah. if that's all you really have to consider and weigh right now, yeah, that set that speaks volumes for where you're at as an organization right now and what your foreseeable future, a la September October, look like. Right. That's a good spot to be in. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't know. I mean, the way I see it is that I I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're gonna get a a major league ready player for Hosmer. You know what I mean? So at that point, it's like, can you talk to Hazi and just say, here's what your new role is. You're maybe only going to have two or three games a week. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you hang on to him and just let him kind of ride this out? Because I, he has some big postseason hits under his belt. He's got some big postseason moments under his belt, and that means something. That holds a lot of weight going into October. I just think it's a little strange to toss that aside. You know what I mean? I think you just, you pull his role back a little bit. You talk to Cronenworth and say, look, you're going to be our first baseman five days a week, four days a week, and let's ride. I don't think you ship Hosmer out for a prospect that's not going to make any type of change this year. That's just me. It's the way I see it. So where does that lead? Where do, where do you feel the Will Meyer situation heads? So, uh, I, I don't want to throw Brett under the bus, but Brett Wallace, friend of the pod, my good buddy, told me something interesting about Will that like he's one of those guys that like needs a kick in the ass. Like he's not someone who's very motivated. He's not going to be you're not going to see him in the gym crushing it at 5:30 a.m. You're not going to see him at the first one at the ballpark, you know, getting defensive work in. He's just he's not that guy. He's not a very motivated guy. And this is what Brett told me, you know, two or three years ago. So this is kind of the mentality that I've had with Will Myers is that it's like, if you're not seeing success on a regular basis, I don't know if he's like mentally tough enough to get out of a slump and make an impact. I do think he has some big hits under his belt, but I, I don't know. I mean, same thing. Just talk to him as a limited role. You're going to get September expansion anyway. You're going to get a couple extra spots on the bench anyway. Do you want guys that haven't been there all year that are just going to come up from AAA? Or do you want guys that still have a voice in the clubhouse, still have some type of ripple effect that they're creating, you know what I mean? And do have some experience. That's how I would treat it. And I know because we're, this is how this always works, because we're talking about Will Myers and Eric Hosmer right now, one or both will probably, they'll probably be gone by the end of the night. But if they're not, and for some, for whatever reason, they hold on to both of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like knowing where the Padres are most likely headed, I mean, potentially the World Series, but it, at the very least, deep into the postseason, mm-hmm. if you're one of those guys, is it more worth it to you to be on a team that has the opportunity to go win a ring and you have a limited role knowing that up until this point you've been the guy – or for the most part, been the guy at your respective position. Like Hosmer is going to, he, he's, he's been the guy mm-hmm. at first mm-hmm. and just say, look, 
we want to keep you along for this ride, but you're going to have to, like you said, play, have a reduced role. Is it going to be worth it to those guys to be able to be able to set that aside and be like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I don't, I don't know how I see Will Myers taking that role. I do see Eric Hosmer taking that role and being okay with it. Um, but I mean, you look at someone that does, hasn't, is not a big of a name, hasn't had the same success, but look what Brett Phillips did for his career just in last year's postseason. And I mean, there was like a two or three month stretch where Kevin Kiermaier wasn't doing anything for the Rays and Brett Phillips is playing center field every day. Now, granted, it's still with the Rays. I don't think either of these guys will be doing anything for the Padres next year, but it says something. All it takes is one or two big moments in the postseason, and that just carries a lot of weight. And if you're the Royals, like why not bring back Eric Hosmer? Why not bring him back next year and and let him mentor some of these young guys and you know start to build around and get that buzz back, get the fan base back involved, you know something like that. But I don't know. I if you're if you're the Padres, it depends. It really depends. You look at. I think they're going to get an arm. Jose Brios has been attached to them a little bit, and the Dodgers. And you have to look at the Twins and say, well, are the Twins going to ask for Hosmer or Will Myers? Is there a point? You got Max Kepler in right. You got Miguel Sano at first. So are they going to do that? You know, I it's it's interesting. I think it depends on who they get. But if I'm the Twins, I'm not asking for them. I want I want future pieces. And then we go back to the argument I made earlier. What's the point of giving up on them now if you're only going to get, you know, prospects? Well, after all this talk of limited roles and being a team player, zero chance, zero chance now that I flip Hosmer in the fantasy league. So looks like I'm stuck with Haas at first. Yeah, probably. Sorry. Just shot ourselves in the or shot myself in the foot. <laughs> uh, let's talk Cleveland Guardians. We've already alluded to it earlier in the episode. We, well, I had mentioned last episode that Thursday night when we recorded, uh, the news had broke. I think like earlier that day. So there's a clearly a, a quick turnaround with the organization because they came out and said Thursday like afternoon like. Yeah, it was uh, weird. They were like, we don't want to reveal it yet. We've got the name. We don't want to say anything yet. And then so then we speculated in the closing the book segment last episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really feel good about the Guardians. I just feel like it. it's without that, without without the organization saying anything, I feel like they kind of just dwindled it down to the, yeah. the Guardians, uh, which is why I felt confident in that. Um, and then literally they come out the next morning and drop the the Tom Hanks hype video announcing they were going to be the Cleveland Guardians, and so here we are. First episode that we can actually talk about the name officially. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I don't mind the name. It doesn't It doesn't really bug me. Um, the way I see this, though, is like you had an opportunity to build hype. I think everyone has accepted what you are this year. Not really a contender. You may sell a piece or two, but you have a promising staff, and you could do something next year. I saw it as an opportunity to let's just go total rebrand. Maybe a little bit of a color scheme change, change the font. The font is the exact same. It's the old school Indians font. That's it. The only thing that's different is that G logo with like the wings coming off of it. Other than that, it, it, it looks like you just went to a Word doc and deleted the text box that said Indians and just typed in Guardians. I just sent you the... Uh... The tweet that I put out with all the logos on it, just for your visual reference. Um, it looks, it, it's exactly the same. The font is the same. The C is a little different, but like 
you you missed an opportunity. Change your colors around a little bit. Get the hype going for 2022. Sure, but what what would you say then to the thought of maybe that was just their effort of trying to like appease the diehard Indian Chief Wahoo crowd where it's like, okay, we're not totally facelift in the organization, but we got it based on faced with the situation that we have in front of us. We have to change a name. There's mounting pressure, so on and so forth. We don't need to get in the politics of it, but maybe they're just trying to be like, okay, well we have, since we have to change a name, the least we can do is, is keep the color scheme and the, I won't say the font necessarily, cause it is similar, but it's not, it's not identical. Maybe just try to keep it as close to that as we can. I'm, the Guardians, the Guardians font looks like the old school Indians font from Major League. Yeah, it's not the current font, but that's some font that they've. Well, used. no, but if you look at the blue with the the what I imagine they're going to be wearing on their blue alternates with the Cleveland word mark, which mm-hmm. by the way we've talked about on here before, they have to be some of the most boring uniforms in baseball. Yeah. Cleveland's blue with, or really the whole set, honestly, where it's just. Cleveland and block lettering. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really do it for me either. And they actually tweet they tweeted out uh, mock-ups of, I guess, what they want fans to expect for next year, jersey-wise. And it was mm-hmm. literally just Photoshop edits of their current yeah. jerseys with these same word marks on there. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like. I mean, unless they have, unless they're trying to finesse the fans with a surprise later down the road, it sounds like it's kind of the same deal here i just it it seems like a missed opportunity for me that's all i i think like you're gonna have the fans that are reluctant no matter what you're gonna have those loyal fans that are pro you know indians and chief wahoo like you said that you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose them at a certain point anyway you're they're not gonna be on board fully why not turn into the skid and just create a new era create a new vibe you're doing that anyway go all the way don't go halfway. Let's go all the way. Let's come up with new font. Let's come up with new ideas. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the wings one isn't bad. That's interesting because I... I just reminds me of angels, like the old school angels. Yeah, or the Goodyear logo. True. No free ads. Um, the thing that I saw most frequently in the comments and replies of all these posts that have been circulating the last last few days was that that was people's least favorite aspect of the whole deal was the wing logo. They said, what is that? Like, Hmm. it looks like, I mean, I saw comments ranging from, it looks like a minor league logo to, it looks like somebody made it in Microsoft paint, which I mean, come on, give, you need to give a little little more credit. credit. It does look like, like a new, like internet browser. (laughs) I like that. Did you try it on Google Chrome? Yeah, it didn't work. Try it on Guardian. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this will load. Perfect. I'm in. There's no ads on Guardian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, man. It's it just uh it is what Does, it is. But doesn't get you excited? No, nah, it doesn't get me excited. And and there's still time, but you know, there are rumors of, you know, ownership trying to sell. So maybe they didn't want to rock the boat too much. You know, change the name because it was inevitable, but don't completely rebrand because we're not going to be here for it anyway. Regardless what side of the aisle you're on with this whole issue with the renaming, at the end of the day, it's just wild to think that 
they've been the Indian since 1915, over a hundred years, and they're jumping ship. It's, it's weird, man. It's gonna be weird. Also, also we did- it's also gonna be weird when you know Major League is playing on MLB Network on a random Tuesday in the offseason. Uh, and speaking of which, be go out. out. Go- Go out and buy your DVD physical copies of any and all major league movies that you want yeah. because friends, yeah, they're not going to be around much longer. Mm-mm. MLB Network is not going to be air. I nope. I don't even care what they've said thus far. If they've even said anything, they're not going to be airing major league, which is just a that's just a shame. Um, but the one thing we didn't even mention, which I should have mentioned this right off the jump, the biggest question that people had about this that didn't look in or didn't read into the story mm-hmm. was that there is a reason for the guardian's name which again failed to mention in right. the beginning because right. this was the this is the part where people were confused like why would the guardians That's why i don't like hate it's, it it's so generic why would you call them the guardians it's like the guardians of the galaxy which let's just make one thing clear those jokes are already old mm-hmm. and it's only been like three mm-hmm. days so let's mm-hmm. just Pump the brakes with Guardians yeah, of Galaxy. Chill with the Marvel stuff. Yeah, chill with the Marvel stuff. Groot is not going to be your mascot. The jokes are there. They've been beaten to death mm-hmm. time and time again. Move along. With, with, with that said, uh, yes, for those who are unaware or just too lazy to read the story and still don't know by this point, uh, they're named after the, I guess call them Traffic Guardians. Uh, that are on both sides of the Hope Memorial Bridge, which connects downtown Cleveland to Ohio City. Uh, so it wasn't just random. They weren't trying to make some Marvel movie connection. Uh, there's a reason for it. And for that, at the very least, regardless how I feel about him, because I, I have my own thoughts about this whole situation that we don't need to dive into, and I'm sure you do as well. Regardless how you feel about the situation, the least you can do is tip your cap to their effort to at least tie it mm-hmm. into the city. Yeah. Because they really could have, they could have just gone completely off the wall here and come up with something that may have not been as exciting and just wouldn't have had, I mean, this isn't exactly, I'm not saying it's exciting, but I'm just saying they could have tried to come up with something way creative and it could have just been a total belly flop. Yeah. So let's just be thankful that didn't happen. Cause I'm sure over the, I think they said they had to, uh, decide between like a thousand plus submissions. Uh, I'm sure there are far more egregious submissions than Guardians. So let's at least be thankful that it wasn't one of those. Um, with that said, little little disappointed they didn't go with spiders. I thought that would have been. I would have liked one. that. I think spiders would have liked that. Cool. And for the people saying, oh, this this really got to me. For the people saying, well, why would they want to associate with one of the historically like one of the most historically bad teams in baseball history do you really anyone alive that caught those games was nobody cared <laughs> nobody, nobody cared nobody's alive and the the fact that i only saw that comment a handful of times just further validates my point like no that wasn't people's when 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 you're weighing guardians and spiders mm-hmm. that's the least of your worries like oh like let let me let me find out the context or the statistical history of the the spiders back in the day, nobody cares. Yeah, we're just going off name here, name yeah. and logo. Uh, with that said, that's about all I got. You got anything else you want to add to the pod here before we dip out of episode two twenty two? Got a little close in the book, but yeah, I, we got some meaty stuff. 
Well, give me give me some give me some clothes in the book stuff. Some well, gems uh, you, in there. You mentioned just before we hopped on because I was pulling some other notes together. You made note that Miguel Cabrera did in fact notch his 1100th. Is that right? 1100 extra base hits. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of extra base hits. It's a lot of extra base hits. And he did that via the long ball, which by the way was his 495th. So presumably, hopefully. Need that by the end of the year. Need, uh, come on, Mickey. Need we gotta that, get to. Mickey. We gotta get to five hundred. Because then, at that point, honestly, just you could probably retire. Because that rude, <laughs> the that face you made. the The thing I hate about milestones like that is when guys aren't able to get whatever it is they're trying to get by the end of the season, and then they have to get it. And they gotta stick around for next year. They get, yeah, they get. Well, they gotta stick around, and then they do it in some meaningless like April game. At least yeah. if you do it at the end of the year, regardless if the team is trash or not, mm-hmm. you've been able to like kind of tough it out the the length of the season. And yeah. Like, okay, we're at the finish line. Let me just get this base knock, or let me get yeah. this strikeout, whatever it is. And you can ride off into the sunset if that's if that's your ultimate plan. But the whole like doing yeah. it in. If the he middle comes back April. next year, it's very, it's very Mister Three Thousand vibes, and yeah. we don't need any of that. Don't need that. Uh, another note that took place like literally moments before we hopped on air: Andrew Chafin going to the A's. Yeah, I can't remember. Solid. Where, I think you said you had him going to the Giants. I was going Giants, but close. Yeah, I was, got him in I the was bay. In that, I was in that area, which is cool. But yeah, uh, no, I like it. A's are smart with their moves they're not done though i feel good about the a's this year i feel good about the bay altogether this year it's nice which, out there which by the way a bay world series would be of epic yeah. proportions could you imagine that'd be wild it's highly unlikely but we've Very. seen crazier we, we've seen crazier things yeah. another another note on that i know i sent it to the the group chat the other day but real talk if there's a red sox giants world series i mean i Honestly, I would try to get to any World Series game for the Red Sox I could. But, I mean, if Yaz is coming to town... That'd be cool. You that, got That's it. just a lot of history there, yeah. You gotta you gotta find a way to get to that game. Because I think he'd get a pretty big cheer. He would. Oh, for sure. Although, in that Nothing situation... crazy. Maybe, like, the first day be of the series. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, because be, there'd be a lot no of build-up. No cheering if he hits a double. No. It's not going to happen. And if they are, I've got questions. Uh, but, yeah. That'd be that'd be one of the main storylines heading into the World Series. There'd be a lot of build up. Yeah. That would be very cool. So just so you know, if that does happen, I might have to miss a pod or so. I'll go solo. I got this. You got it? Hand over the reins. No shot. Uh or you could just meet me up there. We could do that too. Oh God. What would I wear? Just wear something generic. Don't be those do not be that fan. And let me just make a quick I know I'm kinda all over the place right now. Let me just make a quick PSA. Do not ever be the baseball fan that shows up to a game between two teams that do not include your hometown or favorite team wearing apparel apparel or garb of your hometown or favorite team. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Nobody cares. I mean I, I respect the hustle. I respect the fandom. I'm gonna root for the Giants. But just but just don't. I'll be rooting for the Giants. Nobody, nobody cares if you show up to a Phillies Rangers game. Nobody cares if you show up wearing San Diego Padres gear. I'm sorry, just nobody cares. Oh, look like an outcast. What? Just a little bit of a note. Trevor Story just got hit in the hand. Interesting. I don't know how bad it was. I just saw it at the end. Of- 
Taylor Rogers exited. Just saw that note. Taylor Rogers exited tonight's game with a left middle finger sprain. So, not good. Anywho, if you're the Rockies, why are you leaving them in? Rockies have, have no just idea. fouled everything up over the last couple of years. Just everything figured out. Uh, la- last couple of notes here, Nate. Trevor Bauer quote: I think you said not wanted back by the majority of Dodgers is what the headline said. Yeah. Under any circumstance, do not want him back. That was what's quoted. I think it's safe to say we've seen the last of Trevor Bauer for 2021. I He is not throwing another pitch. I think that's a lock, and I think it's possible you don't see him again in a Dodgers uni. I would say that's as close to a lock as not seeing him throw again this year. <sighs> if you're the Dodgers, you ha- there has to be fine print that voids you of this contract. There's no way that the Dodgers should be on the hook for this contract. I'm sorry. I don't care what the... how much is guaranteed. And and I'm curious to see what kind of salary break they would get next year if they can't fully get out of it. How much would count against the cap? But they don't care about that anyway. And I think we said this from the jump. And again, I get it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't want to go too far into this. But at, uh, when that signing happened, you and I were like kind of questioning the fit. Kind of questioning the... the the type of teammate that he would fit in in that clubhouse. The, I think there's a reason why we're not reading off a quote that says majority of Dodger players support Trevor Bauer and we hope he gets through this difficult time and hopefully it gets resolved and all the parties involved. There's a reason why that's not the quote we're reading. And you have to question what kind of teammate was he really if all the guys are like, yeah, get him out of here. Done. Don't need him back. Because it would, I think it would be a weird thing for him to show up for sure during a postseason run. But overall, you look at guys. Guys don't do this, man. Justin Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts—they don't touch this kind of stuff. Has no room for it in our clubhouse. You got to go. So, not that he was a a total weird perv in in the beginning. Maybe he was. I don't know. But we all knew he's kind of strange. He was a little out there and somewhat of a selfish. You could argue selfish outlook on things as a teammate. So I think we question the fit from the jump. And I'm not surprised that this is the way they feel. And he dug his own grave. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and pull up old episodes. We've, we've been saying this. To be fair, we've gone, like we've said before, we've gone back and forth on, on Trevor Bauer. But I think once he signed the deal with the Dodgers, everything started to shift a little bit. And like I said, you can go back and pull up old episodes I don't. I can't remember exactly. I don't want to speak for you. I know for myself though, I didn't see this year ending well for him. Granted, it I was going strictly performance based. Yeah, statistically, we weren't expecting, and nobody could have foreseen this coming. But I just there was, it just didn't sit well with me. This this whole situation, and I again, it was performance based. The way I was looking ahead to the end of the season, maybe not working out great for him, but. Regardless, I just, I just didn't see a happy ending for Trevor Bauer in 2021 at the Dodgers. I didn't know yeah. what it was going to be, but here we are. And if you're a fan of baseball, whether you hate the Dodgers or not, whether you're sick of the Dodgers or not, if you're a fan of baseball, you're a fan of Clayton Kershaw, you're a, you're a fan of Justin Turner, you're a fan of those guys, you're a fan of Mookie, you're a fan of those guys deserving to go on a postseason run and focus on the postseason. You don't want any. You don't want to see those guys answering questions about a teammate that is now back in the clubhouse, 
pitching through distractions, creating other distractions. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So go get Barrios and you're a-okay. Speaking of the twins, last note I got here before we hop off, Nate, Byron Buxton has been in the news recently, uh, rejected the offer. I want to say I couldn't find it. It was, it was, uh, 73 mil. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere uh, up to 80 mil. And then he was like, no, we don't want that. And then they countered at 80 and they still said no. Yeah. I think Buxton is in his camp. I think Ken Rosenthal had to tweet something out clarifying that it was a mutual rejection or a mutual rejecting of, of offers back and forth between the two parties. It wasn't just Byron coming out and be like, nah, I'm out. So with that said, outlook is not great for Byron Buxton in Minnesota. Where do you have Byron Buxton? That's going to be real interesting, man. It's going to be real interesting. I did. I saw a tweet earlier that said, if you're the Minnesota twins, tell me why knowing what Byron Buxton is capable of, just looking at his raw talent, the tweet said something along the lines of why are you why are you paying Josh Donaldson as much money as you are knowing that you still have to pay him? I, I mean this is obviously yeah. if you're the twins like before you pay yeah. Josh Donaldson, but like hindsight, why are you right. paying Josh Donaldson that much money? Yeah, and I, and <laughs> he's been hurt a lot, obviously. I think talent-wise, you know, he's got crazy upside. Uh I think they just have a bad taste in their mouth, you know? And there's no doubt in my mind he can go out and free agent free agency and and get over 120, probably closer to 150. No problem getting that. Um as far as a fit goes, I think Philly. I see him in Philly. They need a a permanent center fielder. I I think it's a perfect fit. I like Buxton and Harper out there roaming the That'd be wild. Roaming the outfield. That would be wild. Uh with that said, Nate, that's all I got. Unless you got anything else, we can get out of here. Nah, we'll be back. And of course, uh Kyle lost the bet because no deals went down. I took the under. So Well, can we extend that until tomorrow morning? Because I guarantee you there's Oh no, we're waking up to deal. <laughs> we're waking up to deals for sure. So any deals just for those of if, if you made it this deep into the episode and you're wondering about well, why haven't they covered this deal or that deal that literally happened the moment that you're listening to this right now? Yeah. Obviously. Because it's can't. almost midnight Eastern on Monday. Yeah. So that's where we're at. So we'll cover whatever we miss next episode. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking about some pretty big names. Yeah. I agree. Pretty I agree. Pretty big stuff. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. That's all I got. Oh, we haven't had a we haven't had an office reference in a while. It's been anyway, a minute. Yeah. Um I know you guys kicked back and got fat this weekend. So get in the gym, huh? Get in the gym. Work work that off a little bit. Get that Monday through Friday grind. But uh don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. <laughs>